This is episode number 402 of WP Watercooler. Hey! Can you build an intranet with WordPress? Brought to you by not just desktop server, but serverpress. And WP SiteSync. Go to WPSiteSync.com to check them out. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me at Jason Tucker on Twitter. I'm Say Reed. Say Reed Media on all the things. I make WordPress, teach WordPress, preach WordPress. Yeah, yeah, what, what? What? Y'all thought you wasn't going to see me? I'm the Osiris of this shit. Jason Cosper, <laughs> a.k.a. Fat Mullenweg, back in the building. <laughs> Go leave us a review over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. We'd appreciate it. And we Bye. are selling merch. Go over to daypwaterco.com slash store. <laughs> where you can learn how you can purchase those items. Right now we have the shirt that I'm wearing right now for sale. So go take a look at it. All proceeds go to charity. Yeah, 100% of the proceeds go to charity. I'm, I'm hoping that they don't send me a dime for it. So that'll be super awesome. Happening today on today's show. Yeah, so the idea of this show is we're going to be talking about intranets. And if you're not familiar with what an intranet is, it's the internet with an A. An intranet is... It's your internal website. It's the internal way of doing communications, of sharing documentation, of doing all that fun stuff. And for the last couple companies that I've worked for, I've built intranets using WordPress. Say, after we've been talking about it, Say's been cranking out intranets for her customers as well. So I would like to say that Jason is playing the role of Steve today in today's episode and reading the definition of Wikipedia or the Wikipedia definition of intranet for us. That was off yeah. the top right here. Oh, okay. Nerfherder, do you want to read the definition <laughs> from Wikipedia? No, you don't have to do that. I don't even have Wikipedia up. I just um, really wanted to say Scruffy Nerfherder. That's all. So I'm coming at this from the outsider's perspective, which is one that I, I don't take very much. I've used intranets. I've used intranets based on uh, Confluence. I've used intranets based on the media the same thing that powers uh, wikipedia and like long running media wiki installs that i haven't used a wiki in so long that yeah. sounds really weird it it is you you probably still browse wikipedia but you probably haven't contributed to a wiki oh yeah no i got locked i got banned from wikipedia like 10 years ago and somehow they always know it's me and like i can't get an account anymore i don't know just donate and maybe I'll they'll donate. reset it. I always donate to Wikipedia every time. <laughs> I value Wikipedia and they're like, we need you And I say, you're banned, but you still donate. That is. Let's be real. Hardcore. I just haven't put the effort in to try to figure out if I to edit. I, I was interested in college. I don't care anymore. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? That could be written better, but. So can we start? Can we start with. The most important part of a wiki or of a wiki of a intranet, which I think is the most important part, would be the security behind it and how you're going to protect people from the outside logging into it. Because um, the whole point is intra. So right. that's, that's definitely the most primary feature that it needs. I think the instinct is to just say, oh, you can do this with membership plugins, which is mostly what I've built my various intranets on. I have been researching for a new intranet that I have to build for 
basically like employee links to log into various Airbnb forms. So it's basically like a list of links, but it needs to be pretty mm -hmm. and user. And in so doing, I found a whole little world of intranet utilities for WordPress that I thought was including themes. I was like, oh, I was just like, maybe we can throw some blocks up, but there's a whole little intranet sub economy yeah, <laughs> yeah. happening in there, which, so here, I have a question for you, Jason, mm -hmm. when we were talking about this before the show, and we were talking about this topic, you said that you had an intranet for your current work, but mm -hmm. that you were leaving a WordPress intranet. Yeah. So the, the reason why is that we, so the uh, organization I work for, we are a Google shop. So we use all Google stuff for everything and using Google workspace. I want to be able to use Google workspaces authentication to determine whether or not this person should have access to the intranet. A lot of my users use the intranet as their start page on their computers. So I want to make sure that I'm providing them with the best information that they can get and also be able to like easily click on HR stuff and internal web services and all that fun stuff. So having that Google piece do it is uh, super important to me, but man, the services that are, the things that are out there are super duper expensive, especially for a nonprofit. For what? For doing the uh, authentication side of it. Oh. So the, the software that we used or the, that we used for it was this one, which is called uh, Google apps login for WordPress. Yeah. I was looking at this. <clears throat> yeah. So this one gets spendy if you have a lot of people working for you, or if you have multiple websites. So we have about seven different websites that we manage off of this. So we end up in the unlimited category and we have roughly around uh, 150 to 200 users. So I start getting into the $599 for authentication. Yeah. That's just like having them log into something else. So logging into just their own Google drive is a better choice for that. Cause it's included. Cause all yeah. you're doing is pulling all of the stuff that's in oh, your yeah. Google Drive out into the WordPress anyway. Which, the is, there's a plugin for that, by the way. The, there's a Google Drive for WordPress plugin, I found. Yeah, so the problem was is I started going through all this stuff, and each one of these solutions had more money that was involved in it. So to add the Google Drive part of it using the same company that makes this, they charge about $199 a year for being able to uh, do that for a single site or $399 a year for um, having it for multiple sites. For so this, as many same, as we had. this same company is it's this WP Gloggin team, right? Yep. This is like, they have like, this whole suite and I oh, love yeah. saying Gloggin. Huh? It's so much fun to say that. But so <laughs> that was, I just found this plugin when I was looking for this, they're all in one intranet, which has a free version. And then the pro version basically just adds multi-site, but it doesn't have Google authentication, obviously, because they sell the plugin, which you just saw, yep. uh, which charges X number of dollars for that. But it has WordPress user-based intranet, essentially. So but I, I would say their free version for this is definitely usable, but it's very clearly, I think, a lost leader heading mm -hmm. right into that Google app and Google authentication logon. 
Yeah. So one of the one of the things to look at when you're doing this for any of these authentication things is typically they look at all of the accounts that are on the if you're using Microsoft, if you're using Google, any of the different places you're authenticating, they look at all the users that you have. So if you have a bunch of but I call service accounts, all of those service accounts get added onto it. So I only have 60 people that work at my organization, but I have like almost 200 users in my database just because of all the different service accounts that we use. So that account doesn't allow you to decide which of those users you're integrated. It's the entire universe of your um, existence with Google. It looks at it and says, here you go. And your reason for not wanting to just use the native WordPress user account slash login is because uh, you just don't want to have people manage another account, essentially. Yeah, they'll never use it. They'll never they use literally it. literally never they use it. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I my the main client that I've got the I've built multiple ones, but the new one that I'm building, they are adamantly not Google Workspace users, which makes me sad on a lot of levels. They have a whole structure built, but this is not going to be the highest secure. It's not going to actually hold any documents. It's just really a a bunch of basically a lot of links for them to manage their in data input. So it doesn't have to be super elaborate and they don't have existing user accounts. So the use case for my current install really totally works for a WordPress install because in order to use something like Google Drive, I'd have to, you know, pay all of that money and set something up separately. So I'm just building out a, a hosted site that's locked on and I might use this all in one intranet. I've always used, like I said, different plugins before, but now with Awesome Motive buying up <laughs> paid well I can never remember which ones they have paid memberships yep. pro right paid memberships pro that's the one that they just bought you don't remember I don't remember no one can remember the name with Sandhill and awesome it's so hard to remember I can't remember all the I think it's paid memberships pro anyway someone can look it up and tell us that we're wrong and you're welcome to do that <laughs> or I could google live on the air if you want me to but I'm not going to do that Anyway, whatever. Point is, when you're building your intranet, which is in theory supposed to be this like long-term project, right? it matters, just like with every project, but it matters which plugin you're using because it's not going to be as easy to switch something that involves all the users as it is to switch something that just the back end might touch. If you want to switch plugins later, there's a lot of different for different functionalities. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways you can do that. And maybe people will notice on the front end or not, but in this case, it all involves users and their login and their user experience and what they see when they log in. And so that becomes a much more um, entrenched decision than mm -hmm. when you're doing stuff that may not show on the front end, but only shows on the back end. So right. it, it really becomes just so much more complicated. Mm -hmm. And I think, maybe even more so than just a regular membership plugin site because people at work tend to really, it's like that, that whole book who moved my cheese. Right. Right? Like when you, you're like when people move things in their work, it's really disruptive across the work environment. Yep. 
So I think changing around the the knowledge base. Cosper, weren't you saying that the place you work, I don't know if we're talking about that online or what, but the place that you work has been using the same media wiki since 2000s, since Britney, since before Britney was in her conservative. She was wearing the microphone? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is the timeline for all millennials, pre-Britney conservatorship or after Britney. I, I think that they've been using it since the time that her and Justin showed up in the all denim outfit. Wow. That is amazing. <laughs> so, How would you ever even convert from something that you've been using for that long? What I, I can't imagine the, obviously I can imagine it. I am imagining it right now. Right. That seems like a lot of work. There's so much invested debt technology in there. Knowledge debt, technology debt like inherent and and with that the interesting thing about it is that it is because it's media wiki and it's self-hosted and i work at a company with a bunch of nerds it's fairly easy for them to shove that behind like the vpns you only can log into the vpn and then you can get access to that. So you don't have to worry about any sort of uh, Google authentication or right. anything like that. It's um, only if you want to like start adding stuff to the wiki, only if that becomes like a, a part of your job where you're adding like knowledge to that, then you have to sign up for an account and everything else. But again, if, if you Wait, lose so your position... In your, in your internal login you still have to set up an account in order to edit the internal wiki it's not directly connected with an existing an account uh i I think so i'm probably talking out of turn but i believe so because i think i really think that user management and and is is the core thing here because being a the thing about using the google integration is that you can just this is the beauty of google workspace you can just go in and go and delete that user, and then their access to everything is cut off. We've covered that in a previous episode in terms of protecting yourself against internal threats. You know, that's that's really valuable, like being able to just turn that off versus having being like, oh yeah, did someone turn off the wiki? Yeah, it goes back to what Cosper was saying in that if you, it depends on how the the people in the organization will be interacting with it. So if the if they have to use a VPN in order to connect to do any type of work, then right. you're golden because then you just say the allow will only allow them to connect via this one endpoint through the VPN. Uh, essentially, you're coming from wherever the VPN is going to. Right. Or in my situation, my users aren't that sophisticated to need a VPN because all their stuff is cloud-based anyhow. I just need them to pretend that they are the correct person. <laughs> And if they're logged into a Google account and that even the Google account part is, is difficult, but making sure they're logged into the correct Google account, then they're able to access those services that that Google account is allowed to access. So it, it really just depends on how the company is set up. You can have a company where they never allow anyone to work off a site ever. And if that's the case, then it's super simple. You just say, are you coming from this IP address? If not, sorry. And as long as the IP address never changes, you're good. Right. I think so, you, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, so, so Tucker, 
I thought of uh, a situation. I know that there are several plugins out there. I don't know of any decent ones. I'm sure that there are, but I know that uh, a lot of sites that aren't WordPress have been moving to like these kind of magic link setups where they'll email you a link to log in. Um, I know that would probably end up just confusing a number of your end users. All um, of them. <laughs> sure. My but, star page um, doesn't work. For for some for in some situations, just so you route around the whole having to pay Google or having to pay uh, a third party to integrate with Google, and you're still really dead set on using WordPress. It mm -hmm. seems like one of those uh, passwordless login, magic link login uh, mm. plugins might be a good option. Because right. even there was one that I saw, the pro version of it is like 39 bucks a month compared to, what was it, 599 for 200 users. And okay, so 39 bucks a month and you can put it on a site. And This is, this is what I love about... Uh... WordPress in general, uh, is that there's so many ways to construct something. In, in your case, of course, we're talking about outside of WordPress, MediaWiki, and then outside of WordPress, Google, but also within the WordPress sphere, you have all the different authentications. You could probably find someone to authenticate with Facebook if you wanted to be just yeah, a yeah. risque about it. So <laughs> there's like Auth0, for instance, is, a, is an organization that you could pay for that or an application an online thing that you could pay for that would do the authentication for you and they are just like a dumb authenticator it's like whatever you want me to authenticate with let me know and then it will go out and do the authentication so it just depends on if the like for us if you're the if you're the if you're the vendor coming in to build a website and build the intranet ask these questions like how are you authenticating with other stuff do you authenticate with other stuff currently is there a website that you have some either a magic link for it or they have some kind of uh, Google thing or maybe they're using Azure for all their stuff? Whatever it is, ask those questions before you start trying to build something because they may already have something that you could just jump on and, and run with. Um, and, and should because if you have multiple accounts, like the value of an intranet is only as good as the people using it, right? Like that yep. is, mm -hmm. if you don't touch the intranet, then the intranet is a useless. I could say that for all websites. If the website is just ignored and left alone, it's not doing what it should be doing. But definitely. But the the user blockage of having another account to log into or having to, to manage that is really, I think, the main the main blocker to mm -hmm. accessing that. They already have to remember that it exists and where to go. And then they have to like, oh, I have a, an account I need to log in. I'm just gonna message Sally over here and see what she has to say about it. And then why are you even having an intranet? But I think that's the, the other thing is that all-in-one intranet plugin has is an yeah. auto logout, which I had not thought about. If you have a VPN, you don't necessarily have to worry about that because a lot of VPNs have, you know, timed logouts, right? Don't they? Right. I have a ton of VPNs, but mostly it's if you're, if you sign off, you have to do the whole thing again with the VPNs. So I've never thought about auto logging out uh, a WordPress user before, and which is interesting because I've actually had WordPress login <laughs> WordPress users stay logged in for 
it stays logged in for I don't know how long that until cookie. you like blow out the salts and redo stuff. Yeah, like it, that cookie is a that's a long cookie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what Indeed. it's about, but I thought that auto uh, logout was a really handy tool I had not thought about before. So, especially with people being at d- doing remote work, and I'm not even imagining it like in a cafe. It's just maybe the cat walks on it and she- you have other stuff like bring your own device. So people are bringing their own device from home mm-hmm. to work. You have people that are using their home computer to just like quickly log in and do something. You have somebody who may be bringing in a mobile device on site and then they're using their mobile device. They're taking that mobile device home. There's so many different ways that this could go down and you have to deal with all of them. Yeah. And you just have to make sure that you're really watching the thing is that if Steve was here, he would say that's the IT problem, the IT department's problem. And it totally is. But sometimes you're working for a small business. You're the one providing this like ridiculous extra layer of protection that you're presenting to them. Hey, you want an intranet? All your people work from home, but some of them are at work and some of them use devices that they don't own. You're the smartest person in the room at that point. And you have to come up with a solution for it. I mean, obviously. (laughs) But with my client and the level of client that I am dealing with, I know the difference between an IT department and someone doing uh, website development and website management. And even a skosh of email management, as little as possible, I'm just directing and maybe giving some advice. But that even so much as you work on the internet and everyone's, oh, fix my phone. Or whatever. Uh-huh. You know, like it's not. I know the difference between IT and understanding hardware and understanding security. Yeah. And but that my clients don't understand the difference in those layers. So really, they expect me to know all of that information and to protect them from that yeah. information. So some of the times I can only say, "Here's what your risk parameters are." And these are the services that you need to use to mitigate that. And mm-hmm. if they choose to do those, they cost X number of dollars. They choose to do it. And if they don't, and I can only provide informed consent as much as possible. Can we talk about some of the features that are on an intranet in the next five minutes? We, we talked yes. about authentication for the entire time. Oh. <laughs> but just, which is totally important. fine because authentication is smart because you really need to think about this. And this authentication is yeah authentication is one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle yeah company login right like it's not just authentication it's really understanding how your users are going to use the internet and how resistant they are to technology and logging yep right in the the current client i'm building for they are not technologically savvy like just not that is the user base we're starting with and yeah i have to provide something that is really simple for them to use so what sort of internet are you building for them just a, a place to con- collect links collect documentation like what? collecting documentation essentially it's like filing reports and things like that which has been built out on air i almost said airbnb it's not airbnb it's Airtable, not airbnb um. not the same thing i don't I've, I have a lot of clients actually working with Airtable these days. I don't know if you've come across that because you can build whatever you want. And so 
even though there are existing solutions for what is out there, the build your whole own thing is very attractive to people. And so you get a very custom backend Airtable setup, which is great for them, but then logging into Airtable is a nightmare for most users. Like it is not intuitive. There isn't a clear, it, it just, it's like logging into MySQL for people. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know what's happening here. Essentially what I'm building is a log in and you can get pretty links to all of their different forms and some formatting to show them if you're doing this, it's over here. Yeah. It goes to this and then they go through their form and it does what it needs to. I, I thought of, I actually, for a brief period of time, was using a WordPress-based intranet. It was effectively when Automatic had put out uh, Peach. It was a way to collect what like people on a specific, and it's how Automatic uses it, what people yeah. on a specific team were doing, like the, the problems that they were running into during the day. Everybody had an account on just this internal blog, right. effectively. And at the end of their shift, they'd be like, oh, I ran into this problem here. This customer is still dealing with this. If someone wants to take a look at that, please do. And it became effectively a, a running log of what the team was dealing with like on a day-to-day -day basis. And it was good to be able to go back and, and see, okay, a week ago we were having this problem. WordPress search being bad? It, as discussed um, previously <laughs> yeah it it definitely made some of that stuff harder to surface but it was good to have nevertheless just to be able to to have that internal uh, discussion mean, that's essentially like a wordpress based slack right like less less dm based sure. wordpress slack and i don't know if i think there are a variety of different plugins here, and some of them really provide more of a base camp experience where it's like there's chat and there's some BB press based solutions um, to provide the social component feeds to the internet. So there are, there's that idea too. Are you rebuilding some of those SaaS, Asana, base camp? Like that's essentially what the P2 is doing. And I'm, I'm assuming they're still based on that. So anyway, the, the internet could also in theory be that and not just a knowledge base or a, a link farm or. Yeah. We have the weather on the website, uh, on the internet. We have like, really, I, I put the weather on there because it's, these are things that people, I want them to go and back and use it. And so you have to have the attractive things for them to go and look at. So I need the weather. Photos of Maybe that's recent when planning events. Photos of recent events that we've done at the there. The all of the all of the different Google Drives that they have access to. And also we provide them with Google Analytics for the various pages that they are the uh, stakeholders in. Oh. So that they're able to look at the Google look at them and say, Oh, okay. And I'm using like and my clients into like spasms. I'm like, here's some Google Analytics data. They'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> they would not. They would it just not depends. Okay. It really just depends. They're all different. Fire hose of data. I, I also had a thought at a at a previous job. 
I had, we had access to the Facebook for workplaces, which like, you think, okay, there we go. I was going to say, you think Facebook by itself is bad enough. Just imagine a Facebook populated solely by your coworkers, but some people like that. That sounds like hell, honestly. Yeah. And I mean, but it's I'm, hacked, but it's Facebook. And so it made it worse, like but way worse. If this is something that appeals to you, but you don't want to go with Facebook, there's always buddy press and you right. can make an intranet buddy press setup mm-hmm. for your right. internal team. It's, it's slightly brutal. Anyway, yeah. we're, 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 I, mm. That's your call. You can call it. You can call it, Jason. 30 minutes. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. We're going to have to come back here and talk about intranets, I think, a little bit more. I'd love to see if if Steve has built anything with an an intranet. Maybe we can get his take on some of this. I'm going to use some of these plugins to test them out for this new project, and I can report back if they're any good or if they're just a bunch of uh, hooey. I think it's a great idea. All right. Talk to you all later. Here's our outro. Happy. Oh, say got cut off. We got but the YouTube You can go over to dpwarcore.com slash subscribe to subscribe to this content and all the content that we have out here. Yay. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, and we're also on something called Amazon Music. So go there too. Talk Wherever to you later. are, Bye-bye. we are. Wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> <laughs>